Yo, what's up, folks? Thank you for tuning in to the Progression Project Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Antonsen, and this is Foiling Series Episode 7. Um, thank you guys for all the feedback. I'm stoked on it. A um, lot of positive emails and messages, all that kind of stuff. A lot of good suggestions for guests, questions for upcoming guests. Zane is recording with me. Zane Schweitzer's recording on Wednesday, or no, Thursday, Thursday morning. Um, so that's going to be awesome. And today's guest on the show is Kane DeWild. Uh, you follow Kane on Instagram at Katie Maui. And if you do follow him, if you don't, you should do it. And if you do follow him, you know that he is um, always designing new wings. Um, he's had his hand in um, design and aeronautics for a long time. He used to fly RC planes and build them. Uh, he explains foiling as all of his loves. He grew up surfing um, and a big fan of aerodynamics and flying. And he, he describes foiling as all of his loves coming together, which I think is pretty dope. Um, and you can see it in his, in his foiling. You can, you can tell how much time, energy um, he's, he's given to foiling. So if you guys have not watched the video, which you can find on YouTube by searching for even the dog can't believe his eyes, we talk about it in this show, you should go watch that before you uh, listen to the show or shortly after, because you'll get to see just um, how nuanced and, and just uh, tight um, Kane's foiling game is. It's pretty incredible. He foils on that video for, I think, eight minutes, something like that, and, and very efficiently. Um, I actually just got my hands on the <clears throat> Unifoil 210, which <clears throat> we discussed some during the show here. And what an incredible experience riding that wing is. It's very different from anything else I've ridden. It's, um, uh, it's so efficient. It's super fast. It's relatively easy to pump, but it's a very different feel of pumping. It doesn't feel as direct to me as pumping uh, the cloud wing or the NP wing, um, but it feels very floaty, very glidey, which is awesome. I think that dialing that wing in is going to be is going to be pretty insane. Um, when Kane and I finished recording this show, there were immediately about 10 other things that we wanted to talk about. So he's coming back on. Um, and if you have questions, something that we didn't hit uh, during this recording, uh, shoot them to me, shoot them to Kane, and we'll cover it in the next one, which will probably be, we'll give it a month or so is my guess. I want to get some time under this wing. So we have that to talk about and um, then we'll dive into that. So, all right, guys, uh, enjoy the show and uh, thanks for for tuning in. Kane, what's up, man? Thank you for uh, for coming on the podcast. How's everything? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Excellent, man. Thank you. Uh, you're out in Hood River right now. How's that going? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going great. I was just at the sandbar yesterday. Not a lot of wind, but managed to hop onto some boat wakes. So it's been really fun. Yeah, right on. Um, so you are one of the most requested guests to, to come on the show here. And I think that has a lot to do with the fact that you're both um, very talented uh, in foiling, but also you uh, you got your hand in the design element too. So start from the beginning and how you got into, I think you said you were into you know aeronautics, maybe flying RC planes or something at the beginning, and then yeah. you got into foiling. 
what's your what's your background? Um, how old are you? You know, the whole thing. So I'm 18, and uh, how I got into hydrodynamics and, and liking engineering and stuff really started with sailing. Um, about ooh, a long time ago, probably seventh grade, uh, I started sailing with the Lina Yacht Club, and pretty soon after that, I uh, to get faster, I wanted to learn everything about it and figure out you know how it works. And so I learned about how the dagger board works and the sail and the boat hull. And uh, I got a 3D modeling program and started designing boat hulls for fun. And uh, after that kind of grew, I did a lot more. I did some more competitions and eventually got into uh, RC flying as a hobby. And so I was more into like the glider, glider flying. And that taught me a lot about how, uh, like the stability aspect of planes and how to use the energy in the air to stay up. And I think that's helped a lot foiling because you're basically doing the same thing. And I don't know, I've always surfed. I spent my whole life surfing, grew up on Maui. And so I think when I started foiling, it was the perfect mix of all the things I love to do. And that's made me really passionate for it. That's insane, man. Um, you grew up in a surfing family? Yeah. Yeah, my parents moved here from uh, off-island to one of them to windsurf and one of them for fun. But they're both windsurfers and they both surf. Excellent. It's one of the things I'm trying to cultivate. I've got a 10-year-old son and a 12-year-old daughter. And, you know, we lived in Costa Rica for 12 years. And I watched the families that were coming down and the ones that where everyone surfed, they were just such tight families. And I thought that was so rad. So we're trying to mm -hmm. cultivate that right now. And I think it's so cool how, you know, you can create this like family passion and everybody, you know, yeah. takes a whole like family vacations to a whole new level. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let's let's dive right into it, man. Let's start talking wings. Cool. Let's. Um, why don't you start off by giving us kind of your. Uh, experience and evolution in the sport, what you started off riding, um, how you okay. transitioned from wing to wing, what you've liked about them, what you haven't. I'll interject with some questions if I have them, but kind of break it all down mm -hmm. and, and then let, let's get pretty detailed in this whole thing. Yeah. So I started foiling really because of an injury, actually. Um, I broke or I dislocated my patella and or a few times, actually. And I wasn't surfing for a year and a half. Did you do it surfing? So I did, I did do it surfing, um, just on that shortboard. Yeah. But so it had been a year and a half and foiling just started kind of blowing up and I, I was dying to get on one. And so, uh, my friend, uh, good friend, kind of almost a second dad at this point, Ian Ponting got me on a uh, one that he had. And it was one of the old Takuma, one of the really early Takuma foils. And uh, had a one little session on that. Hard time getting up. And then um, I tried it kiting once. And then really where I uh, got going and uh, improved foiling was when I started borrowing some of Sean Ordonez's uh, gear. So he was riding his own boards and the, the lift foils, mainly the lift 170. Okay. And so I bought a step from him 
uh, one, the old lift 170, the super thin one. Okay. And a five, two. And that lasted me a really long time, actually. I think almost let, a year. Let me interject with a quick question here. Um, mm -hmm. what do you weigh and how important do you think of a role weight plays in, in foil surfing? I weigh 180 okay. or eight, about 80 kilos. Yep. And I think weight's really important, especially in pumping and downwind. Okay. Like, I agree. I yeah. It's, it's huge. Okay. So um, keep, keep going. I just wanted everyone, as you're going through the wings and talking about what you, what you like and what you don't like, I think it's very relevant that people know, like, you know, if, if you're 140 pounds, it may not be the exact same experience. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, the bigger guys are definitely going to want bigger wings to go with it and that'll make it a lot easier for them to learn. But yeah. so I started on that lift 170. Well, that's a pretty small wing. And it's a really small wing and it's thin. Yeah. So I wasn't really, I couldn't really pump it that hard. I could maybe get two waves on a really good day, but it's awesome on the wave. Like that, that wing really rips. So, um, that yeah, single fuselage, then, like whole construction is, is, is pretty incredible too, you know? Yeah. And it's super smooth through the water. Yeah. I've only ridden that wing on an e-foil, but um, okay. you can definitely tell. No, actually, that's not true. I, I, I did ride that wing on a, on a SUP too. And it was really hard for me to ride. It was like a head high day. I'm like maybe 10 pounds heavier than mm -hmm. you. And it was hard for me to keep it flying even in, in pretty good oh, wow. surf. But that was pretty early on in my process. So I, I was not very good at that point in time. Yeah. So my transition to signature after riding that lift was um, I met. Nathan and Ivan and his family when they came over to Maui for the M2O. And uh, we kind of just met in the water, started talking, and I tried some of their wings out, really liked them. And so I uh, eventually made that switch over, and I've been super happy with it. Um, I really like the stealth as a platform for, t for like tailwing design because it reacts a lot to different changes. In tailings. Is that the Stealth 175? The, yeah, the Stealth 175. Yeah. That's kind of my, my main wing that I mostly ride. So when you look at the size of a wing, how are you quantifying that? Are you doing, what is it, uh, square centimeters? So, you know, uh, the, I don't know, like square centimeters, square inches, wingspan. Like how, how do you quantify size of a wing? I really like to use... Um, uh, area square centimeters. Okay. So I try and translate all the wings I have to a rough square centimeter just to compare them. But, um, you know, with these new high aspect wings coming out, I think aspect ratio is also kind of important to know, um, to predict how a wing will feel in the water because something, you know, like my albatross, I think is around 1350 square centimeters, Yep. but it's super high aspect. So it'll feel way different than a smaller wing, like a surf wing, that's thirteen fifty. Can you explain the difference? I actually have the two ten coming. My experience has has gone okay. through. Started off with um, the ride engine um, slingshot Manta, that huge wing, mm -hmm. and then I went into mm -hmm. Cloud Gear, the X twenty eight, the X thirty two, which I like both of those, but super small in Florida right now. And I, mm -hmm. I like the um, been riding the Neil Pride stuff, the the large, 
which allows me to pump mm -hmm. way better than anything I've been on so far. And I have the 210 come and I thought it was going to come Friday. It looks like it's coming on, um, on Monday. And I ordered the Unifoil, one of those. Yeah. Um, from, I think, Cliff. Okay. Um, so so yeah, that's my experience. The, yeah. My experience with the high aspect wings is, or in comparison to the, the bigger low aspect wings, is just the efficiency. Like to get the same glide out of a a low aspect wing, you need to have something way bigger, and then you have more drag. Right. So, um, yeah, I've just been. I, I'm not going back and for pumping or for downwind. I think high aspect is the way to go. Up to what size surf? When will you switch from the albatross to yourself? Um, I'm most. It depends on the, the type of wave. If it's a really steep like kind of ripple wave um more something more like you'd surf on your normal surfboard or longboard then i'll be on my stealth okay and if it's uh if there's if i just want to pump around and get ton, tons of waves and they're more like slopey not too not super steep i'll take the albatross out and uh yeah the albatross is like a physical challenge because you just spend the whole time pumping working working your legs out yeah if anyone hasn't seen your video and i think it's called something like even my dog can't believe his eyes um, oh yeah <laughs> that that video has been i kind of in, in my pro process of learning i tend to pick out different like aspects of whatever i'm trying to learn and model and model uh different areas right and so like in mm -hmm. in stand-up foiling right now uh, you know Derek Thomas turns i think are the the most dynamic i've been modeling those but your video that yeah. um, is what i'm modeling for pumping right now i think it's just incredible and, and i don't know how much of that is the wing right now right as far as like how efficient and mellow you look when you're pumping mm -hmm. and how much like the glide what's getting me about that video is just the, the amount of glide that you have when you're going through surf um and i've mm -hmm. never had that that feeling yet I'm, I'm working a little bit harder but but i've never really been on that high aspect wing yet so i don't know if you know how much of that comes i mean obviously you're incredibly talented i don't know how much of the 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 wing is playing into that versus um just like your methodology you know the way you're doing it yeah well i i really i say it's uh with that albatross it's half the wing half me sometimes where uh on those like going out in that video yeah um coming over waves it really lets you speed get build a lot of speed yeah before the wave and then once you go over that white water um you don't really want to be pumping because of the turbulence yep so it, you can kind of just glide, and as soon as it's uh, it's not too turbulent anymore, start pumping again. Um, and so you get you get this rhythm going out. Yeah, I, I find um, also if you pump that. right on the back of the wave, you lose a lot of energy. And I don't know yeah. what the physics is about that. I mean, maybe it's just that the energy is moving away from you, and so when you go to pump, it's just like you're pumping uphill. Maybe I, I don't know. Do you do you mm -hmm. understand why that? feels that way yeah well i think i think it's similar to how you get more from being on the front of the wave so on the front of the wave the water's moving up up it yep. and on the back it would be moving down so you're you're just getting less uh i don't know you'll have less air speed or something that's at least that's what i think or maybe it's even they'll like just be down draft there's just yeah there's like negative lift on the back side of the wave yep 
when I realized that and I stopped, like it, what was happening to me a lot was I would uh, go to kick out and go to pump back out the back. And my first pump would be right on the backside. I basically kind of like ollie mm -hmm. the, the peak of the wave and then try to pump going down the back. And it just mm -hmm. wasn't working at all. And when I realized to just kind of chill for a second and then pump, once I hit the flats, you maintain a lot more speed, right? You know, that's what yeah, it feels like to me. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you just use a little bit of extra speed from the wave you're on to get over, to get past that and then start pumping. Yep. Yeah. I started like right before I kick out. Now I do a couple pumps just to try to get going as fast mm -hmm. as I can. Now I've also been surfing one to two foot waves for the last six weeks and a lot of boat days, you know, towing into one to two foot waves. So it's been pretty meager. Um, so a lot of my kind of thought process right now is a little bit skewed toward very minimal energy in the ocean. So take yeah. take that and you know anyone listening take any kind of my thoughts with with the grain of salt there uh so when you said that the stealth is better in you know more short boardable type surf like stuff that we would short board or longboard is that because you breach with the wide wingspan it's harder to to fit into the face of the wave or is it because of something that has to do with with the lift of the wave and i've also heard caveat to this question i've also heard a lot of folks say that it's harder to surf these higher aspect wings. But when I look at Derekama surfing or I look at your video, it doesn't look that way to me. I mean, the turns that, that you guys are doing on these high aspect wings look, you know, very solid. Yeah, so you, you can do some pretty solid turns on the high aspect wings, but at least in my experience on the, on the once you get down uh, to around four foot boards, the, the wide wings kind of get, tricky like i actually have a bet uh i can surf my uh, i can surf the albatross better on my stand-up board than on my prone board can you i don't know why i guess the weight helps um but really the reason i choose the stealth is because it of that dihedral uh the dihedral front wing yep <clears throat> it get, it get, kind of links your uh, yaw and roll and the Why don't you way take I a step it, back and explain that for anyone who doesn't know what they're what you're talking about there. So, if you think it, it, it's uh, based off, I guess it's airplane terminology. Yaw is, uh, I guess, pivoting on your board. So front to back, side to side, pivoting. Oh, side to side, and roll. Yeah, roll is like rail to rail, and pitch is up and down. Okay. So, uh, a dihedral wing on an airplane will make it super stable and self leveling. But there's also another effect that I like to use on a foil, where um, if you yaw it, it'll pop a wingtip up and roll you over. So I use that uh, in a few ways to get a lot more maneuverability of the skull for the two wings, because they let you yaw it. So and can you talk that through in a practical aspect? How would you utilize that in a practical aspect as you're surfing? Um, well, it's it just makes it like looser, I guess, uh, rail to rail. Okay. And uh, a little, a lot more responsive. Kane, your uh, your your signal, your cell phone's kind of going in and out on this last thirty seconds. I don't know if you did something different with your phone. I didn't. Um, I looked up. And if if this is too bad of a, a signal patch here, we can. I can edit it out. Um, okay. So 
so you said there's two ways that, that you use that. Um, it, it's easier. It's looser rail to rail. Is that what you call it? Rail mm-hmm. to rail. I've, I've kind of like when I, I'm talking about doing a turn and foiling, I'm like, yeah, it's like a rail turn, but it doesn't, it's not really a rail turn. Yeah, I, I guess I'm just used to surfing and it feels like real or real when you're riding, so right. I call it that. Um, yeah, it, it feels looser, real or real, and then when you want to uh, start or finish a turn, it's kind of self, self-riding. So uh, it always wants to return to flat a little bit. That's interesting. That's so one of the uh, differences I, I notice when pumping with different tail wings is mm-hmm. some of them want to come like different different setups I have some of them want to come back up pretty vertical and others I have to kind of like m- kind of manipulate more Bring on the up. way back up redirect them yeah 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 I noticed that too um especially changing from large to small tail wings uh-huh you definitely have to change your technique yep yep yeah the the NP has a, a large and a small tail wing and I go back and forth between the two um yeah and yeah that's the biggest difference is as you're pumping you really have to like redirect the uh the board coming back up on the pump mm-hmm. um so in all right let's talk let's talk about the, the since we're talking about tail wings let's talk about the ones that you're designing yeah why do you feel the need to design okay. tail wings and and what effect are you looking for um in in your tail wings so really, I'm trying to get the foil as loose as I can because I want to be able to control every movement I do in every part of what the foil does. Okay. So that's why I'm riding really flat, you know, front wing and tail wing. It's because I can, it lets me yell the foil when I want to. Okay. And um, then making my own, I'm really trying to dial in the airfoil section and the, the cord and the thickness of the wingspan to try and get something that um, gives you even foot pressure across your whole speed range even foot and, pressure uh, you mean front to back yeah yeah and so you you so, like to so you don't move your mass much to figure that out you're, you're trying to to solve for that with tail wing size and shape well yeah i kind of find it i i have a I find a good spot for my mass um a spot that i don't know have a so Kane, hold on. So, sorry, man, your 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 signal's kind of cutting out again, and this is so good. I think that everybody's going to want to hear it all. I don't know why. Okay. So so it's better for your head, anyways, man. Speakerphone. I'm scared of putting phones up to my head. I haven't done it in like ten years. <laughs> um, all right. So so go back into the tail wing. Um, you were saying that you like to be able to control everything um, while you're surfing and that uh you don't move your mass much you've been controlling it more with with the size and shape of your tail wing if i caught that correctly yeah so the, the way i place my, my foil on the board is it's kind of something i've been doing for a while um if you have a reasonably light setup like light foil light board or even a heavy foil with a heavy board it'll work um but basically what i do is is i balance it the whole setup uh over the foot yeah, I guess over the front wing. So I'll uh, I'll put it in the tracks and basically hold it upside down by the front wing. Okay. And move it so the board is flat. It balances. So, and so, so from your wing tips, board. from the front of the front wing, from which part of the front wing? Um, we're getting technical on this. About like a, a third from the leading edge of the, 
a third of the way is from the leading edge of the front wing. Okay. Because that's approximately where the, the center of lift should be. Okay. And so you so want to balance the weight of the board over that point. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. And once, once I do that, it's, it's generally pretty balanced. Sometimes I'm, I, I like to ride myself a little tail heavy um, just because it pulls up more in turns. Uh, but other than that, just tuning the tail wing off of a neutral platform. So point. do you do that for stand-ups as well? Because I feel like you'd have a lot more yeah. nose weight for a stand-up. Yeah, I do the same thing for a stand-up. Interesting. And it, it does depend on the foil and how your foils are tuned. Like, um, for example, go foils like to be a lot more nose-heavy and so do access. But I think something lightweight, like an MFC or a signature, it works pretty well. I want, you, want me, you got me wanting to run downstairs to the garage right now and just see where I have my stuff set up. <laughs> that's a cool thought. I'm just yeah. kind of like processing that right now. Um, yeah, well, that's how I've been balancing my stuff for a long time. Um, and so with your tail wings, how much of a, of a difference in feel are you able to get um, with, with what you're designing? How close do you think you are right now with those tail wings to your ideal feel? Um, I think I'm, I'm able to get pretty close to what I want. I, the tail wing I have right now, I have it basically feeling like my shortboard. So I can get off my foil, get on my shortboard. There's no uh, conversion anymore. There's no, like, I don't have to adapt. That's strange, man. Feels, I feel like it feels so really much good different on the wave. than a shortboard. Yeah, it feels really good on the wave because you're, you're shortboarding. That's crazy. That's a crazy thought. Well, I, I don't know what I'm in, in my progression, I really feel like it's only been in the last two weeks that my surf skill, I spent a lot of time shortboarding throughout my life, and that's starting to now come across in my in my foiling i'm starting to do like like kind yeah. of real like shortboard type turns especially with when i'm paddling back out like connecting waves i'm able to do some pretty mm -hmm. tight top turns which i think that's the most fun thing i'm experiencing right now that turn when you're both prone and, yeah. and on a stand-up when you when you're going really fast back out and that wave's coming at you it's like you're in a skate park with a moving ramp it's like the totally. sickest feeling and you can just rank it. yeah and there's no slide it's like in a shortboard you'd be so worried about keeping your rail in the water and not losing your fins on it. And on the foil, you can just push as hard as you can and there's never any slide really. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Um, okay. And so you've also designed boards and when you are designing a board for foiling, what is, what is your design goal? What are you designing to optimize? So yeah, I've, I've been designing some boards. Um, I'm working with, my shaper Mark Ratforst right now from uh, Flying Dutchman. Okay. And uh, so he's he's building them and he's building and shaping his stand-up stuff. And uh, I'm just doing my boards right now. But I think for at least for prone surfing boards, getting the outline and rocker right is super important because that'll affect what, it, especially the outline, what it does when you touch down. Yep. And right now, a lot of I see a lot of guys going towards um, like channel bottoms and uh, a lot of step steps and all kinds of crazy stuff. And um, I'm 
I'm really liking it, but I found that in the waves, at least, using pretty normal surfy, really soft rails, uh, doesn't throw you around in the phone as much. So I've just been going pretty simple rails, pretty a pretty simple flat bottom shape. Flat bottom, simple rails. Um, so yeah. The the last design that I, I designed boards, and the last design that I did, I I do a pretty beveled rail, but I also added a couple chines near the rail and then a flat bottom mm-hmm. through the middle. But so like the, the outside, probably five inches of the board has chines or a beveled rail. And then I did about mm-hmm. three and a half inches of a nose rocker and the tail rocker is like three eighths of an inch, something very minimal, but just to change angle of attack as yeah. you're paddling in just a little bit. And, and that's, that's something that I, I really like. That's something I'm going to stick with. Um, the beveled uh, rails and the, and the chines that I did feel like they're not, I like it because it feels like it's not sticking when I hit the white water. I feel like, yeah. um, but the last design I had was pretty bad. I had a really wide tail and it would, it would hit a lot. And I didn't like that at all. Um, you know, when you're kicking out of waves, it would catch on the lip or when you're hitting the white water, it, I would tend to, to hit it. Now I pulled the tail way yeah. in. It's like a, like a 14 inch tail or so it's like a you know like a small small tail now um mm-hmm. when you're uh hitting white water mm-hmm. what what's your goal are you trying to be up on for you trying to be mid middle mass are you trying to come down pretty low and and hit white water with your board that's something i'm working on right now um i don't really i try not to think about where i'm re- where i'm hitting it but i've been so I used to do a lot of, you know, hit it with the board and then come down and use that, use your board for stability. Yeah. But I'm trying now to hit the white water and hit the lift and stay on foil. And stay on foil through that. So that's, that's kind of what I'm, what I've been doing right now. Um, is that easier to do yeah. on your stealth or your albatross? Oh, stealth for sure. Stealth for sure. Yeah, I, I have a lot of trouble on the albatross in the foam. I just, think the wide wing bend gets torqued so much that uh, it's like a it's like a rodeo. <laughs> How wide is the wingspan on on that two ten? You know, ninety five centimeters. So you're looking at like a meter almost. Wow. Yeah, it's that's crazy. Pretty much a meter. And I think the the stealth is somewhere close to like sixty eight or seventy centimeters okay your, your boards um length leaders width like what are the dimensions of your go-to prone board um my okay my go-to prone board that you've probably seen me riding a lot on instagram is four row uh, 20 inches wide 33 liters that's not the not board really you were riding definitely. at the the video the, the oh that the, board no, no, yeah, I've seen the board you're talking about, but what what's the size of that little board? That's a two six by I think twenty two. Yeah, and that's that's not my board. That's uh, Sean Ardenis's board. He made it as a little experiment once, and uh, I could never ride it, so I'm riding it now. <laughs> I have a little board. The first one I made is like a like a three nothing something or other, and you know, I'm like. Six one, and I have the hardest time just getting my back foot on it when I catch a wave. Oh, it's so hard. Yeah, I, I don't so know how you get up on that little thing. We put um, two little surfing tail kicks—one at the one at the tail, one at the nose. It looked like, and that, so yeah. when I'm 
I get up and when I'm riding, one foot is on each tail kick, and that's don't flip off. <laughs> I can only imagine how gnarly it would be if your front foot slipped off the nose. <laughs> so scary. Yeah, I, I did that. I, I tried riding it about a half a year ago, um, before we we added anything to it, and it was a mess. I cut my lip up and uh, slips off of it. Yeah. Oh man. On a, um, so your, so your normal board though, the one that you're mostly riding is a 4020. Yeah. Um, what 20, you say 30 liters, 30 liters, 33, 33. Okay. I ride a 410, which I thought was going to be too big, but with the way the nose and the, the tail is, I, I actually like it. It's like, feels like a very easy surf takeoff, like you take off in the pocket, kind of get up and get down the line, which I like, um, yeah. at 36 liters. Um, yeah, well, I, I really like the slightly bigger board for, for taking off. I rode a 410 recently, and that was super fun, actually. Yeah, I like the paddleability of it, too. The last one I was riding a lot was like a 4.3, pretty small, with not a lot of volume and, and a pretty narrow nose, and things just were pain in the butt to catch waves on. Once you're up, it's pretty fun. but Yeah. Well, I'm also, I'm also planning on going a little bit bigger on my next board. I'm thinking 4.1 or 4.2. Yeah. Just for those bigger days when you need to get in early, um, and just keep, I'm going to keep refining the, the outline in the rocker a little bit. My current one has a super wide tail, and I keep hitting it. I need to take it in a centimeter on each side or so. But that was the biggest difference in in my last two boards was that pulled in tail and hitting it when you're connecting. So when you're when I'm when I'm pumping back out and I go to connect, I tend to sometimes if you like. If you're going a little slow, you tend to hit your tail. Um, and then also yeah. kicking out of waves, it makes a big difference for me. Um, and my son yeah. too, he has the same board and his foiling got so much better when he got like a, he was, I, he was just riding a uh, Machado fish that I put some boxes in and which yeah. is a terrible foil board. <laughs> it's like, he's, he's so stoked now. Um, all right, man. So, Let's talk pumping. Let's let's kind of let's kind of dive in. We, we mentioned yeah. it a little bit before, but but let's dive into like the real nuance of pumping. Like how? All right, let's start with how you would explain pumping to a beginner without much experience surfing or you know in board sports, and then let's get pretty granular into what your optimal um, you know um, position and. Um, like what, you, what what optimal pumping looks feels like. All right. Um, so pumping to a beginner, I think I'd explain it as a, more of a jump than than uh, moving the board up and down. I think the most important thing that a lot of people miss is that um, you don't have to pull the board back up. You can kind of jump off the bottom of your pump and by unweighting yourself and pulling your legs up, the, the foil will just follow it. And uh, so it's more of like, you, it, it's a jump. So you, at the top of your pump, you'll jump. And then on the way back up, your foil will follow. Okay. Um, are you trying to propel forward? Are you jumping straight up and down or are you jumping forward? I, I'm kind of pushing forwards a little bit with my front foot. With your front foot? Yeah. So you kind of want to, I'm kind of driving it forwards just, just a little. 
but it's 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 also different depending on the soil. Probably your your uh, meal fried large is more front footed. I'm guessing. I'm super front so, foot on that. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna be pushing forwards with your front foot a lot more. <clears throat> Where something like the, the albatross is more back footed, so it's gonna be closer to even foot pressure. Interesting. That's gonna be fun to experience. I was really hoping that that was gonna come, and I was gonna get to ride it before we had this conversation. Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah. But um, learn, learning to pump and, and getting to where I am today pumping, um, a lot of it was watching other guys that were better than me. Who have you modeled? So like Nathan, mainly Nathan, because he has the most efficient pumping I've seen so far. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that you guys, <laughs> and, you, you and Nathan are the two guys that I think have the, the best pumping right now. Yeah. No, when Nathan came to Maui, I was just blown away by how long he was up on the wave. Like it's, it's a whole session. Yeah. What's the Crazy. key to doing that? How, how is Nate? I mean, is Nathan a big guy? What's he riding? No, I think he weighs 120 and he rides the 175 albatross. Okay. And the weight definitely helps a lot, but um, he's also mastered his technique and his energy management. So he knows, you know, when he needs to get on a wave to save energy and how long he pumps and uh, yeah, how to wait in sets or in between sets and use the least amount of energy possible. What's the most efficient pumping technique? So a lot of the most, or a lot of getting a more efficient pumping is actually um, managing your energy aside from just, you know, what you do with your feet. So like when I'm getting really long rides, I'm always working find the the shortest pump and the shortest ride possible so say like the ideal setup would be two peaks next to each other where you can pump really short and figure eight between them and just use the the wave to get your speed back up but for the actual pumping technique i think trying to keep the foil as high as possible for less drag and uh trying to keep your pumps as short as you can uh, is is the way to go. What about arm motion? Arm motion. Uh, what I do is is I do kind of the swing that, that Nathan made up, um, where you you know one pump your arms go back, one pump your arms go forward. And if I need a little extra power, um, I'll do. Uh, I'll just do my arms back only. Only back. Interesting. Only back. And kind of drive forwards. Interesting, because I do the yeah. opposite when I need more power. I just do my arms forward and kind of jump forward on the wing. I'll have to try the opposite. Yeah, it's kind of weird because I feel like the forwards works better at low speed. And then if you're if you're going fast and you want more power, going back helps. I, I don't really know why. Yeah, I'm trying to, to to visualize that feeling right now. That's cool. I'm gonna have to give that I a think, go. I think moving. I feel like moving my arms back gives a little bit more back foot pressure, and uh, I use more back foot pressure pumping at high speed. When you're pumping high speed, yeah. I you know at the beginning of this whole pumping um, 
you know, dive for me, which I've really been focused on for like about a month right now. Um, my right leg, I'm, I'm regular footed and my right leg is just wearing out just, you know, to the point where it's like, I mean, basically I've been sort of the touch like for a month, month and a half now, just because I'm just pumping so much every day. Wow. Um, but my right leg has gotten, you know, substantially b- bigger than my left leg. Cause I'm so much, I'm so back footed. I feel like I'm just starting to get that balanced out right now and starting to figure out how to kind of be on my front foot more and foiling. And maybe that's a symptom of really small, weak surf to where you're going pretty slow the whole time and you're just keeping the foil up. Um, Yeah. Maybe it's a balance thing. I don't know. Yeah. Well, what I do sometimes when I'm up on on long rides, maybe downwind is kind of scoot my feet around. If my back foot gets tired, I'll, I'll move back a little bit and use my front foot more Yep, and uh, kind of manage what's sore by uh, your, your position on the board. I've, I've just started feeling comfortable enough while flying to move my front, my back foot. I've, I move a lot when I surf. I got a, you know, long yeah. stand up background and I move my back foot when I, when I surf stand up boards a whole lot. And so that's translated over into foiling for me. The, uh, the front foot motion, I've, you know, up until a few weeks ago, I've been kind of nervous to move it at all. It seems like that's a very scary thing to do, but I kind of do like a little shuffle now to where I kind of go like, like almost, um, where I kind of keep my heel planted and move my toes. Then I move my heel, but I never really lose connection with the board. It's kind of the way that I'm doing it. Yeah. That's, that's kind of how I do it too. You just scoot it back a little. And I think, yeah, if you're, if your back foot's getting sore, maybe moving your front foot forward or front foot back a little bit might help. I don't know how wide your stance is either. Um, I don't know how to qualify that. It's like a surf stance, basically, I think. Yeah. When you pump a stand-up, and Mm -hmm. so the way that I kind of learned the the arm swing uh, that I guess Nathan gets credit for, which is really cool, um, is through kind of the Derekama pump, which is one paddle to two strokes. So it's basically the same rhythm. It's just that it's with the paddle instead of of, um, the arm swing. Um, And in stand-up, the first off, I just went from a six, five to a five, five board. And that has just, yeah, I thought that prone foiling true. was like way more fun than, than stand up foiling. But now that I'm on a five, five board with a pulled in nose and a pulled in tail, it's really like leveled the playing field. It's, it's so much more fun than being on a bigger board. Oh, yeah. Crazy different. Um, Crazy different. so I've gone to like, I, I sup surf with a 69.5 inch paddle. I've gone to like a 73.5 inch paddle for um for foiling and i find that i can stay right at the top of my mass when i'm pumping easier on the sub because i can tell i'm pretty sensitive in paddling i can tell with my strokes exactly how high i am which i think is a benefit um yeah it it is pretty cool and i don't i don't really ever breach that way i I breach sometimes when i'm when i'm pumping a i I think i need to get higher on the prone board and then then i'll go breach um you have any words of wisdom or any uh, insight into sup paddling yeah well um on on the slower wings or when i need to gain speed I, I do the same thing with the paddle so one pump one paddle yep but once you're once i'm going on the albatross it's actually more efficient to just not use it really and yeah if you watch like ryan funk or i think he's not on an albatross but uh 
think he does it too, where once you're going, you just for, kind of forget about the paddle. That's pretty and, cool. Uh, I think, the, yeah, the more efficient wing will let you do that because you're using shorter pumps. Yeah, my, <laughs> my pumps right now on, this, on the subfoil are, are pretty big pumps, I find. Yeah. And with the, you know, we talked about going to a smaller board. Uh, what's super important when you're riding bigger boards is trying not to swing the nose around. And so tiny little short pumps where you're, you're almost just moving straight up and down are going to be a lot more efficient. And uh, yeah, the, the weight of the board and the length of the board, <clears throat> it makes a massive difference. Yeah, massive in my experience. What, what size stand-up are you riding when you foil? And do you do that in the surf I'm or mostly downwind? Mostly downwind, but I'll take it out in the surf every once in a while to just train. But I'm riding a 6.0 by 28 and 100 liters. Okay. Yeah, I'm on a 5.5, five, 28 and a half at 100 liters. Um, which the whole 5.5 five paddling thing is super weird to get used to, man. I mean, I ride like, you know, 7.075, you know, stand-up boards at like 90 liters, 85 liters. But that whole 5.5 five, five mm-hmm. front-to-back balance trick is, is kind of difficult. Um, but once you're foiling, you're up for so long, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And and you, does your five five have a pulled in nose and tail? It does. And how how is that for stability? Uh, when you're paddling, it kind of sucks. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not. I mean, I had my six five paddles like an eight zero, and this thing paddles like a five five. Okay. You know, but once you're flying, yeah. it's you know, like I tend to paddle kind of like just sitting down or something a lot on the way back out. You know, just kind of chilling. Okay. But then when I'm, you know, it's plenty stable for me to paddle around. It just takes some energy and some focus. And then yeah. when you're, uh, when you're, when you're up and flying, it, it, it's like, it feels like you're, you've got a paddle with a prone board is what it feels like, mm-hmm. which is this huge, like cool advantage, especially when I, yeah. 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 Um, which is pretty cool. And then the pulled in nose and tail, I basically what had happened is I designed this prone board. And I really like the look of it. And, you know, the trend has mm-hmm. been, except for Jimmy Lewis, they, they've kind of got that pulled in nose board, but their tail's pretty big on that one. Yeah. Um, but most of the boards are kind of like pretty square. And my first design board was, was pretty square that I rode for a long time. And uh, uh-huh. I was like, well, I wonder what this would feel like if I just blow up this file. So I was like, I'll just try it. And um, I really like it, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm looking to going smaller on the stand up boards as well. But I'm I'm not the most experienced stand up paddler. So it's gonna be tricky. Yeah. There's a whole balance thing there. But the balance I feel like is mitigated somewhat because you've got, you know, a huge keel. So it's a different yeah, balance than stand up surfing. Yeah. Um uh, so where do you see, I mean, there's been so much that's happened in design and for foiling over the next, or over the, over the last couple of years, where do you see it going in the mm-hmm. next few years? What are you excited about? Um, what are you working on personally, you know, as far as like thought process in, uh, in design? Um, I'm, I think the wings are, you know, going to keep evolving, keep getting a lot better, um, especially as people. Uh, as riders get better too, but 
I'm, I'm not really sure where I think it's going to go. Personally, um, I'm just trying to ride it, ride the wing more like a shortboard. So getting in the steep critical sections and maybe getting above the lip. Uh, and I think, I don't know, it's, it's a really interesting, really interesting thing. I think the, the new, I think uh, people call it wing surfing or foil winging or that thing is going to be super fun, especially for towing yourself into waves. Um, I'm super stoked to start riding those. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I want to change so fast. It's hard to predict. Yeah, I, I think that it'll probably split off into a few different directions too. If you look at what happened kind of yeah. in the stand up world, like you have the whole race crew and then the surf crew and the kind of more rec crew. I think you'll see some of that. But but I think that in the foiling world, there's going to be more crossover than there was in, in like the stand up world. Um, yeah. Because once totally. you can foil, like I haven't done much in the way of downwinding, but I think that I could probably go and do a downwinder. Um, and so yeah. I think. It, it's going to open up like a lot of cool stuff for folks. Mm-hmm. Totally. Are um, you doing the race in Oregon? Is that why you're out there? No, I'm not. I'm here for uh, a wedding, but I brought all the foils. <laughs> That's a great spot yeah, to go to a wedding. Man. I'm going to the gorge. How can you not bring bring my foils? So. Uh, is the yeah. forecast look good? Are you going to get wind? Yeah, it's actually windy today and tomorrow. Oh, so I'm going to go out with Rod, our mentor. Um, and I think Cassie Shipman's going to be there. We're going to go do a little Viento run. That's killer. Um, what else you want to talk about, man? We got a little bit of time left. There's so much we can dive into. Uh, I don't know. I got some notes here. Let me pull them up here real quick. Oh, mast, mast length. That's one that we haven't touched on yet. Um, yeah. What do you like? Is it wing specific? Um, is it kind of use specific? Um, I'm pretty much riding a 75 centimeter on everything. Okay. I think I'm going to, I want to go a lot longer for downwind. Uh, but I'm pretty happy with 75 in the surf. I think longer gets a little bit weird sometimes. You know, you, you lose some of that responsiveness, I feel like. Yeah. Have you gone much shorter? Have you played around shorter? Yeah, I've I've gone down to a sixty-five. I think I used to ride smaller than that actually. But I felt like the sixty-five, um, the wing was always just a little bit too close for water for my face. Mm-hmm. And it, it uh got felt like you thought to run around in the white water more, especially on small, small waves. Because um, when I, when you hit the foam, the wing would be maybe in the foam instead of um, under the foam. Right. We would be on a longer mast. But I think for, for downwinding, it's going to be really interesting seeing what mast people ride. Because I mean, as, I, as I've seen in the last Olukai with uh, like the Spencer riding super long mast, is that it lets you cut through bumps ahead of you instead of having to go over them. And that uh, saves you a lot of time and uh, keeps your speed higher. Probably saves some energy too. Yeah. Yeah, totally. 
because I mean, they're, they're going so fast downwind that they're not even riding like the little local bumps. They're riding the bigger open ocean bumps. So they're, they're just going through the smaller ones. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, some of those days out there look just like a head high, head high wave, head high swell. Looks so fun. Yeah. Um, it's, it's 20 minute surf session. Yeah. <laughs> or two minute wave. Like oh. if you, if you're not racing, especially on the albatross, it's just like uh, unlimited peaks to turn on. It's pretty sick. Oh man. What about flexibility in mast? And construction carbon versus some of the aluminum stuff um as long as it's reasonably stiff i'm pretty happy i think the, what what arm what armstrong's doing is really interesting the wood core uh, the wood core and wanting it to be springy and re and reactive and i haven't really tried their new mass or their like their tapered mass and the, the armstrong foils enough the report on how it works, but it seems like it's working good for a lot of guys. Uh, people are loving them. Yeah, Brian from the last podcast for the world said that their manufacturing is is the best. Oh yeah, it the quality is unbelievable. Like you you pull out of the bag and the finish is like a car. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. But I'm. I'm riding just pretty stiff mast. Um, nothing, nothing super complicated. I think as stiff as I can get the carbon. As stiff as you can get the carbon. Mm-hmm. The, uh, um, what do you think the way to put it? Tight. Go ahead. As long as it's not too heavy, because uh, the foil weight affects airs a lot. Affects so what? If you have a heavy mast. Like if you want to do a strapless air. Oh, I gotcha. If it's super heavy, it's going to uh, act weird. That's that's above my pay grade. Um, that scares <laughs> me, man. Like, I haven't... You you pretty much learn them by starting with ollies. Yep. And then and you end up ollieing down the face, and then eventually you'll, you'll get to the point where you can go up to a section and pretty much just ollie and, and land on the bottom. That's pretty cool. The it, and strapless is is pretty heavy too. I mean, the amount of times I've hit my fins on shortboards <laughs> doing airs, um, you know it's coming. Yeah, I don't know. It it kind of just works. If you if you launch it right, and if you get the right section and the right wind, it's not too bad. When you design boards or think about board design, do you think about aerodynamics of the board itself at all? Not too much actually no um yeah i don't know downwinding you're, you're going with the wind so it doesn't matter that much and then i care more about how it reacts in the water than in the air i uh yeah. i i thought about that a little bit in kind of the last round of design i did because we surfed uh foiled some kind of heavier offshore days or side shore days, um, but on a wave where you're kind of going into it a little bit. And it would mess with you so much. It was a bigger stand-up that I was riding, but you'd go to like bank a yeah. turn and you'd catch wind and then all of a sudden it just like forces the board underneath you. And so you're in this really sketchy spot. 
um, which is kind of okay. the most dangerous way to turn, right? When the board wants to turn more than, than you're ready for. Yeah. Um, I think it, it, it's definitely a bigger factor on a stand-up board and just a prone board just because of the area. Yeah. And it, it, it's going to be an interesting thing to play around with to figure out, you know, what works. Yeah. Um, um, cool, man. Well, this has been a super good... Oh, uh, leashes. That's, I wanted to ask you about leashes. leashes. Do, you, do you wear a leash? I hate them. On a foil, I, I feel like the leashes are going to kill me. Like that, That's what's going to hurt me is the leash. But you got to wear them when you're in a when you're in a crowd. So how do you do it? Yeah. Um, PSA for everyone listening, please wear a leash if there's other people out. Yep. Um, I think it, we, we don't want to ruin what we have. It's a stoke of foiling. And um, I think it's important to be safe and keep everyone else safe but for a safety factor for you too because if you're in any wind or any current your board will just run away yeah and and downwind i as much as i don't want to wear a leash i do right now just because of the you know the the fear of losing my board in the middle of the ocean but um i i just use a creature foil coil leash um i've been loving it i had a a few break on me, but this one hasn't so far, so I'm happy. Foil coil is that designed for foiling? It, I think so. It's called it's called the foil coil. My creature. I have not seen that yet. Pretty funny. That's cool. Uh, what about but, single single body uh, foils? Do you think we're going to see some like you know like the B two B fifty two B two whatever that bomber is? Um, oh yeah. Are we going to see that coming soon? I've been thinking about that a lot. I'm, I'm actually really, yeah, I'm really interested in the other t- other configurations of foils, so like canards or single yep. wing. I, yeah, the canards I was playing with last week, like kind of modeling that. That's so cool. Yeah, I think they're really cool concepts, and I, I like the idea of a single wing in the surf. Um, I, and I think it'd be fun to try. I was thinking about like a canard design for a foil wing. And how that could possibly change the feel to being like a very short board type feel where you could have all this back yeah. foot pressure. Um, yeah. That, that would yeah, be just, insane. Yeah, the way it turns is a little bit more of a surf style where you'll have the bigger wing in the back and that's kind of like the fin yep. walking you in. The, and then the front's free to move. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually in Oregon right now. And uh, you've probably seen Ono Foil, mm-hmm. Daniel, with some pinard wings. We're going to meet up on Tuesday, and uh, I'm going to give him a try. Oh, cool. So, um, yeah, super super excited for that. Post post it up. Let everybody know how it's going, man. Oh, for sure. Um, for sure. All right. So, Kane, let everybody know where they can find you, what you're up to, um, what they can do to support you, the cause, whatever. Um, um, you can find me on Instagram mainly, KD Maui. Um, if, you, if you're not following already, hit me up, give me a follow. And I mean, as for uh, what I want or that kind of thing, I love helping people out with foiling related things. So, you know, if you ever need any help, feel free, shoot me a DM. I'm happy to respond and try and give you the best advice I can. Um, yeah, I'm, 
I'm going to be coming out with some more content soon, hopefully getting some downwind racing and uh, just having fun foiling. Awesome. And dude, you're 18 years old. You've obviously got a really good head on your shoulders and a very cool perspective for being 18 and this, this really cool skill set. What are your plans, man? What are you going to do? Um, ideally, I want to go into engineering. So I'm thinking aeronautical or mechanical engineering. Um, just get into something. Hopefully, I can use step foiling as a stepping stone and get into something a little bigger like uh, aviation or, or uh, auto industry or something like that. that would be, are you a Formula One fan? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. I love that design process too. I spent a lot of time like geeking out on all that. Yeah, I'm kind of a an aero geek for for cars. Plus <laughs> aerodynamic. That's awesome. Well, dude, thank you very much for uh, spending your time while you're out there in Oregon to do this. I know a lot of people are going to be stoked to hear you, um, and we'll probably have tons of follow up questions and whatnot. So. Hopefully, if, if this was a good experience in a few months after you've done some rad stuff, come back on and and uh, stoke everybody out again. Yeah, totally. Thanks so much for having me on. Um, it was a blast, and I'd love to be on again soon. Awesome. All right. Kane, have a great one. <laughs>